0: Now, I want you to get on your tiptoes mentally, and I want you to get what I'm going to say to you, because I'm not saying it just to get a chance to talk to you. What I say to you on this platform at these chapel programs that I'm taking are said out of experience and strong conviction, so I want you to listen closely. I'm glad that they're taking the time here about drilling into you every little detail So you'll get off on the right foot. There isn't anything better than the right kind of a start. Now, I'm going to talk to you this morning about a passage of Scripture, and I'm not going to attempt an exposition of it, but I want to make an application of it. That's my purpose now. You know, young people, there's so many things I don't know. I don't suppose that there's anybody on this platform that knows as little literature as I know, or probably knows as little about mathematics as I know, and so many things, like, uh, they know what I don't know. But I don't think there's any man in America, and I'm saying this deliberately now, there's no one, uh, I don't apologize for it, that knows the religious situation in this country better than I do if as well. I know the religious setup of this nation. When I was a boy at the age of 11, as I've told you old students, I was saved. When I was 15 years old, I began to preach. I'll be 68 years old this October. That means that for 53 years I have been preaching the gospel and I preached hard and preached regularly and preached strenuously. So I know what's going on. In the last 50 years I've come in close contact with most of the great religious leaders of this nation. I know nearly all of them. I knew Billy Sunday very well and very intimately. I knew Wilbur Chapman. I knew Dr. R.A. Atari. I knew the great men of America like James M. Gray, dean of the Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, was one of the greatest men I've ever known in my life anyway. I've made the point all my life to sit at the feet of great men, men in my line. I've tried to get what I could away from them, out of them. I've studied the situation. I know the different denominations. I think I have an understanding attitude towards the religious slant, and religious approach of the different religious groups in America. I know the religious psychology. I've specialized in dealing with the masses and judging the effect of what I was going to say upon the people. Now I can be of some help to you. I can help you. Now I have nothing to do with running this school, that's definitely settled. I've been chairman of the finance committee for several years. At the request of the president of the school and the members of the executive committee, I've helped to coordinate this business. Because Bob had all he could do and the rest of his associates have all they could do for the no idle people around here, And this has become a big thing and a, quite a complicated situation too with many problems. Now the Lord has in a strange way in recent months seemed to take the cobwebs out of my thinking. Along certain lines that I think are essential to this school. Now I'm going to try this year when I'm here to put certain emphasis that I think is essential. A certain type of emphasis, it's essential to morale building. Because most of you people here are here with serious minds and hearts. You want to go out in the world and mount something. Now, I'm going to do my dead level best to help you. I've been over the road. I had nobody to help me. I blundered along by the grace of God. But it wasn't so bad when I was young. I didn't need the help you need. The problems were not so complicated. I wonder if I'd have gone out at, under conditions that you are facing without uh, the experience that I'm trying to pass on to you some of the lessons I've learned. I wonder if I'd ever got through. I look back at those days; they were so different these days. You are living, you are living in satanic days. You are living days when folks are bewildered; they don't know what to do, which way to turn, how to go. Now that's the kind of world you are facing. Now what I want to talk to you about is this little passage here. It's part of the eighth verse of the second chapter of Colossians. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. After the rudiment traditions of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Now that's the eighth verse of the second chapter of Colossians. Now I want you to notice whom this was addressed. It wasn't addressed to a bunch of sinners. It was addressed to a very high class group according to this statement here. Paul, this is the first verse of Colossians. An apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God and Timothy is our brother. To the saints and to the faithful brethren in Christ which are Colossae. Now that's the ones to whom he's The faithful ones. Now he said to the faithful ones and to saints. Watch your step. Be careful. Watch for deceit. Watch for vain deceit philosophy Don't let anybody rob you of what's the valuable thing? Don't let anybody take away from you by deceit or false philosophy That precious priceless something that as Christians people you have now I was greatly impressed last night that most of you folks stood here as Christians By the way, I think from the best I can remember There was the largest number stood as Christians last night a few of people remain seated We ever had at any opening night of school the first night we opened When we had only about 88 um, in the school, 24 years ago this fall, there were 42 people unconverted that came forward and were saved. I don't think there were 25 people that remained seated here last night. Now, we fought, bled, and died to build here on this campus a Christian institution with high academic standards, with an uncompromising Christian testimony, and we are not saluting the devil's flag wherever it's left. We're not going to. Now, Christian young people are falling in this nation for satanic philosophy and you'll find that way you go. And I won't tell you some of the things they're saying. You can watch the folks that say these things. i made two or three statements you don't want to call your attention to. And they are the things that are being said today uh, so glibly and so confidently. And they're going around strutting their stuff. And you can watch every one of them. Every one of them. Well, I want to live my own life, I can understand the sinners saying that. I don't want anybody telling me what to do. You'll go to hell if you live that kind of a life. And they're going to hell in this country. You've got certain summer camps in America where fundamental young people go and live like the devil while they're there. Tell me what to do. They've taken the bridle off of the carnal nature. I'm going to hell. Listen, I have met in the last ten years more young people who were supposed to be evangelical Christians who had fallen into sin in all the previous years of my ministry. I want to live my own life. Why don't you tell me what to do? There's more hatred. Guns of hate turned on Bob Jones University because we say discipline and insist on decent living and because of our orthodoxy. A lot of orthodox people, theologically, in this country, they've taken over the devil's philosophy. The devil's philosophy is, I want to live my own life! Oh, I believe in the blood. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Trust in Jesus. You know, I'm an old-timer. You are not an old-timer if you don't accept the Christian philosophy. Philosophy of self-control, self-restraint. The greatest sales resistance this school has today is not the resistance to its theology, it's its resistance to its Christian philosophy. When I found this school about 25 years ago, 24 this September we opened, started the plans 25 years ago, we said we want to drive back modernism in this country. The tide's coming in. We want to write a creed that every Christian, Orthodox Christian can accept. We did not think at that time so much about this That's just after World War I, when there was looseness in this country, that we saw some of it, but paid very little attention to it. But today we are fighting two battles one for orthodoxy, the other for self control and self restraint. There are young people in this place this morning from good homes that went through high school and been run around with evangelical Christian young people that have been living loose lives every year we have. And somebody in this crowd has skeletons in the closets of your past because you've played with fire, And already some of you are not going to be everything you could have been. You see, we happen to be a crowd that knows what's going on, see. We are not back in a library with musty books. We get it before it gets in the books, out of contacts with people. We haven't spent much time chasing prepositions. But we've spent some time chasing folks on their way to hell and trying to turn them back. And for all of these years, we fought this battle, And the tide of immorality just kept coming in. Why, you think about it. Now, you just get this in your head for a minute. You think of preachers. Directors of religious summer camps criticising Bob Jones University because in this school we have standards of modesty, decency. Say girls wear holes. Listen. You cannot, in the light of the word of God, and if you know human nature and the world like some of us know it, you could not defend the nudeness that goes on in bathing beaches and on the campgrounds of religious assemblies in the sloppy, immodesty, nudeness. Bible condemns it. It is the beginning of the disintegration in this country that sent Rome and Greece and the nation of the past to hell. No nation ever went to hell till women became immodest flower of purity and modesty began to wither. Well, you listen to me. We have no material interest to protect but we have a trust that God has committed to us, and so help us, God. We are going to protect it if the stars fall. We are not going to surrender to the immodesty and moral looseness of this age. And if you don't like decency, pack up today and go home. Don't say it. There are still some folks more are decency. If you like a neck in part, better than you do refinement decency. There's a four lane highway out here. I happen to know the determination that's gripped in you, the president of this school, and all the executive associates. They've talked to me. And I'm telling you that they have blood in their eyes. They have determination in their hearts. And they are not going to surrender to the moral looseness of this age. And the hundred outstanding Christian leaders on the board's going to back them. So help us God. We're going to keep this place decent. We're going to keep our standards. You fathers and mothers brought your children here. If you want that kind of school, you've got them in the right place. Live my own life. I never knew a young person to say that. It wasn't up to something. I never heard a young person in this country—I don't care whether he comes from a parsonage, a manse, a rectory, pastoral, missionary circle, where—that says, "I prefer to discipline myself." Did ever discipline himself? Talk to somebody I don't know. I know. Folks that discipline themselves don't say that sort of thing. That's said by folks that don't want to discipline themselves and don't want anybody else to discipline. That's contrary to the word of God. For young people, children obey your parents. Let your parents discipline. Honor your father and mother. exhortation to young people. exhortation to payers. I can't help it if the daddies and mammies in this country don't live up to God's commands. I can't lower the standards because daddies and mammies in this country let their children go to hell and have not enough character to make a mind. I can't help it. But we can help it here. God Almighty is looking down on this. Thing. Got a responsibility. And I never have run away, and I don't think my son, with the blood in his veins and the training he's had, ever run away. When it comes to facing duty. The rest of the schools want them to let them go to hell, that's all right. We don't know how far it's going to get in this country, it sure is getting bad. But as far as this crowd here is concerned, they've all been chosen because they believe in what this thing stands for. If you want to discipline yourself, you'll be interested in all the help you can get. somebody else said well you know I think the young folks have to be exposed to the world anyhow you better just put them in schools where they can take care of themselves (laughs) why don't you take your little baby and turn him loose on the street think of the egotism of a girl about 18 or 19 boy about 18 19 I'm going off and I'll sit up and fight for what's right. And match your little immature brain against the shrewd brain of men who are philosophers and psychologists that have the devil's philosophy. You're going to sit up and match your little brain. You'll come away burned and you'll come away with a finer edge, not. I'm about to say something here that may get me in a lot of trouble. I know what I'm saying, but I'm telling you something, you listen to me. I doubt if there's a girl in this school, in this auditorium today, or boy, that coming through a worldly high school didn't lose something you ought to have kept. Oh, you may be a Christian. You may go to heaven when you die by the grace of a good God. You may still have some integrity, but there's something gone out of your life. You've been under the subtle satanic, peculiar philosophy of unseen powers. It's damning, folks, in this country. But you've stepped into a new situation. We don't give the devil any room around him. And we live up to the divine injunction to flee youthful lust. You are told to resist the devil. You can't flee from him. He can travel like lightning. He went, did that when he fell from heaven to earth. You can't outrun him. He can come to chapel. And he always does. He's here today trying to take out of your mind the seed I'm sowing now. He's on the job. He'll follow you across the campus and go with you to your dining room and put all sorts of fool ideas in your head on this campus and get you disgruntled and dissatisfied. He'll put your mind on an unessential, like credits or something else. He'll be on you. You weren't told to run from him. He can outrun you. But God the Almighty told you to run from youthful lust. And you talk about exposing yourself in this awful day to the awful lustful temptations in this country. You're violating the word of God and disobeying God Almighty and they're going to hell all over this country. A lot of things I like to say to you, but I can't take all day. One last word. I never knew a good girl. Now listen closely. I don't say there are none. I don't say there are none. But I never knew a good girl or a good boy in my life that walked around and said, I want to be trusted. All I've ever heard say that were not good. They didn't want to be trusted. They wanted a chance to go to the devil. They were liars. And their fathers and mothers are like that that's exactly what's damning this country you just trust listen the parents of America by the thousands educational theorists in this country and modern leaders in America have said to young folks we'll give you a chance to go to hell they want to go our business is not on Bob Jones University campus to be a party of anybody going to hell. We are not going to create for you an opportunity for you to be damned and wreck your life. It's a business of a Christian school to put about arms of protection around young people and drill into them a philosophy and an immunity. when they go out they can stand the test. I go down here to be vaccinated for smallpox, and while the man is scratching me, he says, now go down the road and so say that smallpox stuff. He wants to be sure the vaccination's effective before I'm exposed. We'll vaccinate you in Bob Jones University against the devil's philosophy and the influence that's in this country. And we are going to protect you as long as you're on the campus till your work's done and the vaccination's taken effect. And if you take the vaccination, when you leave this campus, you can walk out into this wicked, miserable, hell-bound, rotten, stinking, Blighting, damning world in which we are living, and stand in the midst of the moral looseness of your age, decent and right. Enoch did it. Oh, Noah was a lonely man. With his little family but he was all right when destruction came and Enoch walked with God until he went home young people I hope you're right if you're not for God's sake get right. and make up your mind that you're going to take this philosophy Our Heavenly Father, bless us and bless the school. We thank thee for the beginning, for the presence of God, and keep us ever faithful to thee. We pray in the name of the Lord Jesus, Amen.